0: Movie. Minutes, minute. Project Number
1: Five.
2: It's Silverado this time,
1: that's no jive.
0: My Lawrence cast in, who, wrote, who the wrote the show. Let's settle up now, now, kids, cause here we go!
1: Howdy, and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western Silverado, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane, of the Rocketeer Minute and the Apollo 13 Minute. And
0: I'm Chris Henry from the Apollo 13 Minute.
2: And I'm Hal Bryan from the Rocketeer Minute. Uh, and before we dive in, gentlemen, I forgive me for seizing the reins, to use the vernacular, uh, <laughs> but I have to make a correction from yesterday. And I've made a mistake that's atypical for me, except I make this one all the time. Uh, Scott Glenn in The Right Stuff played al shepard al shepard i always get that all turned around because sam shepard didn't play al shepard he played chuck yeager scott glenn didn't play, play uh scott carpenter or john glenn even though he's got them both you know he's got those both in his name it's just a mess they should have uh, cast entirely different people it should have cast unknowns <laughs> to make it simpler on me you know here 40 years later but yeah, anyway we apologize for the inconvenience uh those of you who know me, which is I, not many. No, that's out of character.
1: I always mix that, that Jerry Shira guy up who was playing uh Werner von Braun. That's the one that messes me. So don't <laughs> don't look for it in IMB. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh well um uh, in today's episode we're we're looking at uh dead Richard Dankins in the in the middle of the road who uh dared cross paths with uh, an uncaffeinated uh sheriff cobb. <laughs> and uh Sheriff Cobb starts up by uh, by lying to uh, Linda Hunt by saying I never enjoy killing a man because like right. he, he didn't even spill a drop of coffee when he was doing that, um, and uh, we get a we get a brief scene of uh, the introduction of Slick the uh, the gambler. And uh, ending with a great uh, a great push in on uh, Kevin Klein with a dis- a disbelieving Alan Carp uh, Alan Shepard yes. or Scott Glenn that's who it is yes, Scott, Glenn. Scott Glenn Scott <laughs> Glenn uh, saying you used to ride with this guy
2: so uh, just like lots- oh. Jeff Goldblum wearing that jacket that you uh, you love yeah. Jim and you oh. know you get a better look at it here. And I mean that jacket was made out of most of a herd of I don't know what. I mean, yeah, I was like
1: thinking that, that coyote he just, he, he, or yeah, wolf. That, he, <laughs> he took the head off a coyote and just stuck his head through it. You know,
2: yeah, yeah, I think so. And then stitched several of them together. But it's you know he's a tall guy, but this just makes him all the more imposing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's thunder, and he's got that rakish look on his uh, on his stetson there. He's got the uh, the one curl on the side and then flat. So right. just uh just rather rather a. Uh, uh, stark and uh i can't figure out what kind of a, a great leather band he's got on it, but definitely and he's you know he, he is wearing a tie first thing in the morning so very very impressive sure. uh if i'm not sure how uh anachronistic that is
2: uh, i i just love the fact i mean i think it's all part about it creating this presentable image and uh, you know he's an honest guy because he he says he's honest And that's always uh, a dead giveaway. You know, I'm a gambler who would like to run an honest game in your town. You know, (laughs) he has this line and it's like, oh, you want to run an honest game? Well, good. You know, if you hadn't said that, we might have uh, mistrusted you slightly.
1: Yes. uh, He wants to open a pawn shop with low interest rates. Uh, Yes, exactly.
2: But an honest one. (laughs) An honest one. Just here for the little guy.
1: Uh, (laughs) There's a whole bunch of fashion statements going on. I I know that we've had... uh, uh tierney was on earlier in the uh, in the series talking about she loves talking fashion with uh, with megan coleman but uh I, I have to say i want i, I don't know if it's, a, it's kind of a toss-up between wanting uh jeff goldblum's jacket or that fantastic gold vest that uh that brian dennett is wearing it's so it just you, you know it's, it's a sunshiny day when you're wearing a vest like that it's yes. amazing uh five button vest and uh he fills it out amply, but just, yeah, he
2: looks very comfortable. In it. And You know, I know this is, I mean, it's, it's, it's just on the nose, but it, uh, as soon as you pointed that out, I looked at that and you could see, uh, you could see Gert Frobe wearing that yes. uh, on the golf course in Goldfinger.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. Very yes. easily. That would set off, <laughs> uh,
2: set off his outfit just right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he could, this is, you know, years before a Titleist three ever came out. So, um, but yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's stunning the whole the whole scene everybody everybody's got something on that i'd want to wear i think i do have a, a, a it's, uh it's kind of a second generation members only jacket that uh, scott uh, glenn is wearing there but i have i have a jacket that's not too dissimilar from it um and uh i i haven't been able to sport that ascot look that uh that kevin klein has here i just i don't think i could uh i could pull that off but it's, uh sort of
2: fred from scooby-doo yeah yeah that kind of look (laughs)
1: um one thing this i think this is a scene with the most hats in it there are so many hats everybody's got on different you know bowler types um uh you know the classic stetson's um you're you're a bit of a hat man, aren't you, Hal? You you enjoy a good hat. I
2: I I do, but what's weird is I will not wear them very much. So I don't know what that says or what that really means or what it does for my qualifications as a <laughs> as. A, but I've, but I always like if I'm traveling and I, there's a hat store, I'd like to you know we'll stop in. There was a there was actually a really nice uh, uh, sort of old school uh, hat haberdashery here in Oshkosh right when I moved here. But then just a few months after I got here, it was closing. So I went in. And and stocked up on a few things and every once in a while you'll see me out and about wearing something but but uh, never at work for some reason
0: Hmm. Um, it's interesting I've been I've only ever been to a few hat stores but there's always like like great nuggets of history in them for some reason like I I don't know why uh, other than I, I don't know why but there's always just like really cool local history in those sometimes yeah,
1: you know, and there's so much uh, when you when you look at this, there's so many ways of personalizing hats. I mean, you've got the uh, the different headbands, the different type of gear you can you can have on it. And w- right. it's wintertime here so most of them are wearing the felt hats. Um in the in the summer, I have a I have a straw Stetson that that I, I wear when I'm, you know, out working on the working on the yard here being in Texas, it gets a little bit steamy. But another great thing with Texas is it's, this is one of the few places you can get away with wearing a cowboy hat and not looking like a poser, even though most of the people right. wearing cowboy hats are posers, right?
2: Well, aren't you, uh, you know, when you moved to Texas, weren't you just issued a Stetson, like across yeah, the border?
1: That was a requirement at the Welcome <laughs> Center. They were just, yes. you know, you're a seven and a half, aren't you, big head? Here you go. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You're like moving to Wisconsin.
2: A here's a, here's a big bag of cheese. Yeah, yeah. So
0: I envision yeah moving to Texas is like it looks like you're a seven and a half Stetson and gun. Here you go, yeah, here sweet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want a
1: wheel gun? Here you are. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. save yeah Wisconsin. You get yeah. the beer and cheese treatment. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: more sausage? No. What do you mean? What do you mean? No more sausage? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I find though i am mostly a mostly uh, a I'm mostly a gimme cap a a baseball cap wearing guy. I have a couple of favorites. I have a I have a I have a NASA hat that I wear to all the launches that I go to and it's very, very beat up and it has like pins stuck in it from different missions and things. Um, but, uh, lately I think my most, my most common one is I got one at the, uh, uh, at the air force museum and, uh, I wear out in Dayton, Ohio. I I bought it there and it just, it fit me so comfortably. I find that's my, that's my go-to out walking the dog kind of hat. I'll throw that on and, and head out. Um, but, uh, I think they're the easiest just simply because they're the most stackable you can you can put them on a shelf and have like which which one of my eight should I wear? um yeah,
0: my wife has placed a moratorium on ball caps because every like <laughs> air museum and her historic site. I go to, I'm like, Oh, I'll pick up a ball cap, you know, and, uh,
1: but honey, it's Pima. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I got,
0: I got a ton. My go-to hat is a VMO2 Magnum PI hat. I wear yeah. that, especially on the boat that's, that's, the good boating hat. So. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it fits in great. Um, where, where we recorded the, uh, uh the promo for this series was at, uh, White's Western wear over in, uh, uh, in the, the cattle, the, the cattleman section of uh, the, the, the stockyard section of Fort Worth. And there are so many hats there. Uh, you could go broke very quickly. Uh, some of the, you know, some of the hats were in the neighborhood of like three to $500 just really oh, astonishing. Wow. and they do I, I have to say whites, whites, Western, where if you want to get a, a hat, I can recommend no better place because they really take good care of you there. They, they put all the, the right creases in it. They, they don't let, uh, you know, uh, tenderfoots go out the door without a, a good solid hat that that has some kind of a a meaning to it so most <laughs> people you're a tenderfoot but um but yeah he when did, you they do
2: oh, good, job. good all right jim i was just say when you uh when you're mentioning you know the the hats and the variety and everything in this scene that's something else too and and the ways people personalize them is everybody's got sort of a different curve or a different fold or a different minute. And i know there's there's sort of a language to that and i I don't speak that language, but it's pretty interesting. You know, Jeff Goldblum has one half of his brim folded almost straight up. Uh, and then there's others where the brims are completely frat, flat and others, you know, where, you know, people spent probably hours getting just the right curve and just the right angle. And it's it's one of those things, like I said, I don't speak that language, but you can tell you can tell something about the way that it's done and you can tell when it looks right versus when it looks wrong.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's right up to like 1960, I'd say is where everybody had a hat that meant something like whether you're wearing a fedora or if you're wearing a bowler, a lot of, a lot of this is anachronistic because people in town would, if you look at 1880s picture, you know, pictures of 1870s, 1880s out in Colorado, um most of the people wearing bowlers the uh, the type of hat that Oliver Hardy would wear that was considered you know or the opening of cheers that was considered um the standard men's hat would be a bowler and uh, the idea that everybody was wearing these cowboy hats it's kind of like it's kind of like showing up in a town and you're wearing a hard hat and it's like well this really does you know you don't have to be village people to dress like this you don't not everybody has to wear that kind of a cowboy hat because not everybody's a rancher um the uh, the fellow that kind of looks like Warren Stevens, who's standing next to um, Jeff Goldblum, uh, he's wearing the more th- what's known as a campaign hat. It has that flat brim, um, kind of a pork pie top. That's uh that would be almost more typical of what a city dweller would be wearing, you know that um like uh, and if you pushed it out on the top, you'd get that would turn into what's, what would be thought of as the Billy Jack hat. Um, but that was more of a city. A city, person's would, a city person would wear that kind of a hat around town. Um, but yeah, like you said, there's a whole language to it. And uh, I think the only thing we know about it now is what we know from movies. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's really strange that that whole language has kind of gone out of our vocabulary. I mean, I, I'm sure there's people that, you know, the people that, that dress, dress other people like this know what it is, but, uh, you know, an, another piece of a forgotten age. Sure. Um, Wow. Well, uh, we didn't really talk much about what's going on here other than, uh, Brian Dennehy, uh, assigning, assigning Kevin Klein, uh, Kevin Klein, the job of you're the guy that's running my bar. Now you're the security guy for the bar. And, uh, Scott, like we said, he's honest. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and Scott Glenn, uh, putting a little bit of space between him or a little bit more space between him and, uh, and Kevin Klein, as that's going to increase the rift over time between the, uh, the four guys, the four, the four men who rode together only a few minutes ago on the, on the range when they arrived in Silverado. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, great, great scene. And, and I love that again, I love that push in at the very end where, you know, it's here's, here's Kevin Klein having a, another bad luck turn. Um, with Sky Glenn pointing it out to him. Wow. Um, any other thoughts on the minute? Or
2: I, I think you uh, you captured it. I right? mean, it's, yeah. it's uh, establishes uh, establishes some things, and um, like you said, it's really interesting to start seeing uh, some of that uh, skepticism grow among yeah. uh, among the, the sort of that core gang and just you could just start to see those you know get that sense that these are guys that are going to start spinning in a lot of different directions
1: yeah it's a good, good uh, foreshadowing wow yeah well, we got lots more to talk about this weekend, and uh, this weekend, this week, um, we've got another three, another three episodes. But uh, you can join us out there. Uh, by the way, uh, listeners uh, listening to us right now, you can find the Silverado Podcast wherever you found this one, wherever you're listening to it. I'm sure you know where, know where you got this from. But if you don't, go out and check uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or you know, at our main site, uh, SilveradoMinute.com. We'd love to hear from you out on social media. Go find us at the Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listener's Saloon on Facebook. And we're also available on Twitter at SilveradoMXN. We'd love to hear MXM, excuse me, as in Movies by Minutes. SilveradoMXM. Uh, we will see you here tomorrow as we get, uh, we're going to get back to uh, some more characters, Kevin Costner mostly and uh, a little boy, but we'll, we'll talk with them uh, tomorrow right here on the Silverado Minute.